Section 24 of The Reconciliation of Races and Religions by Thomas Kelly Chain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. Chinese and Japanese Religion. It is much to be wished that Western influence on China may not be exerted in the wrong way, that is, by an indiscriminate destruction of religious tradition. Hitherto, the three religions of china confucianism taoism and buddhism have been regarded as forming one organism and as equally necessary to the national culture now however there is a danger that this hereditary union may cease and that in their disunited state the three cults may be destined in course of time to disappear and perish shall they give place to dogmatic christianity or among the most cultured class to agnosticism would it not be better to work for the retention at any rate of buddhism and confucianism in a purified form my own wish would be that the religious ethical principles of buddhism should be applied to the details of civic righteousness the work could only be done by a school but by the cooperation of young and old it could be done taoism however is doomed unless some scientifically trained scholar perhaps a buddhist will take the trouble to sift the grain from the chaff as mr johnston tells us footnote buddhist china page twelve and footnote the opening of every new school synchronizes with the closing of a taoist temple and the priests of the cult are not only despised by others but are coming to despise themselves lao tzu however has still his students and accretions can hardly be altogether avoided chinese buddhism too has accretions both philosophic and religious and unless cleared of these we cannot hope that buddhism will take its right place in the china of the future Suzuki, however, in his admirable outlines of Mahayana Buddhism, has recognized and expounded, as I at least think, the truest Buddhism, and it is upon him I chiefly rely in my statements in the present work. There is no accretion, however, in the next point which I shall mention. The noble altruism of the Buddhism of China and Japan must at no price be rejected from the future religion of those countries but rather be adopted as a model by us western christians now there are three respects in which among others the chinese and japanese may set us an example firstly their freedom from self and even from preoccupying thoughts of personal salvation secondly the perception that in the divine manifestation there must be a feminine element, das ewig weibliche, and thirdly, the possibility of vicarious moral action. On the first, I need only remark that one of those legends of Sakyamuni, which are so full of moral meaning, is beautified by this selflessness. On the second, that Kuan Yin or Kuanon though formerly a god footnote god and goddess are of course unsuitable read pusa end footnote the son of the buddha amitabha is now regarded as a goddess 
quote, the all-compassionate, uncreated saviour, the royal bodhisat, who, like the Madonna, hears the cries of the world, end quote. Footnote Johnston, Buddhist China, pages 101-273. But it is the third point which chiefly concerns us here because of the great spiritual comfort which it conveys. It is the possibility of doing good in the name of some beloved friend or relative, and to turn over, parimarta, one's karma, to this friend. The extent to which this idea is pressed may, to some, be bewildering. Even the bliss of nirvana is to be rejected that the moral and spiritual sufferings of the multitude may be relieved. This is one of the many ways in which the living presence is manifested. God-Man Tablet of Ishraqat Page 5 quote, Praise be to God, who manifested the point, and sent forth from it the knowledge of what was and is, that is, all things, who made it the point, the herald in his name, the precursor to his most great manifestation, by which the nerves of nations have quivered with fear, and the light has risen from the horizon of the world. Verily, it is that point which God hath made to be a sea of light for the sincere among his servants, and a ball of fire for the deniers among his creations, and the impious among his people. End quote. This shows that Baha'u'llah did not regard the so-called Bob as a mere forerunner. The want of a surely attested life, or extract from a life, of a God-man will be more and more acutely felt. There is only one such life. It is that of Baha'u'llah. Through him, therefore, let us pray in this twentieth century, amidst the manifold difficulties which beset our social and political reconstructions. Let him be the Prince Angel who conveys our petitions to the Most High. The standpoint of imminence, however, suggests a higher and a deeper view. Does a friend need to ask a favour of a friend? Are we not in Baha'u'llah, the glory of God? And is not he in God? Therefore, quote, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. End quote. John fifteen seven. Far be it that we should even seem to disparage the Lord Jesus, but the horizon of his early worshippers is too narrow for us to follow them, and the critical difficulties are insuperable. The mirage of the ideal Christ is all that remains when these obstacles have been allowed for. We read much about God-men in the narratives of the Old Testament, where the name attached to a manifestation of God in human semblance is Malak Yahweh, Jehovah, or Malak Elohim, a name of uncertain meaning which I have endeavoured to explain more correctly elsewhere. In the New Testament, too, there is a large docetic element. Apparently, a supernatural being walks about on earth. His name is Jesus of Nazareth, or simply Jesus, or with a deifying prefix, Lord, and a regal appendix, Christ. He has doubtless 
a heavenly message to individuals but he has also one to the great social body christ says mr holly is a perfect revelation for the individual but not for the social organism this is correct if we lay stress on the qualifying word perfect especially if we hold that saint paul has the credit of having expanded and enriched the somewhat meagre representation of christ in the synoptic gospels it must be conceded that baha'u'llah had a greater opportunity than christ of lifting both his own and other peoples to a higher plane but the ideal of both was the same baha'u'llah and christ therefore were both images of god footnote Busset, kyrios christos page 144 christ is the image of god 2 corinthians 4 4 colossians 1 15 or simply the image romans 8 29 end footnote god is the god of the human people as well as of individual men so too is the god of whom baha'u'llah is the reflection or image only we must admit that baha'u'llah had the advantage of centuries more of evolution and that he had also perhaps more complex problems to solve and what as to ali muhammad of shiraz from a heavenly point of view did he play a great role in the persian reformation let us listen to baha'u'llah in the passage quoted above from the tablet of ishraqat prayer to the perpetual creator o giver of thyself at the vision of thee as joy let our souls flame up to thee as the fire flow on to thee as the river permeate thy being as the fragrance of the flower give us strength to love to love fully our life in its joys and sorrows in its gains and losses in its rise and fall let us have strength enough fully to see and hear thy universe and to work with full vigour therein let us fully live the life thou hast given us let us bravely take and bravely give this is our prayer to thee let us once for all dislodge from our minds the feeble fancy that would make out thy joy to be a thing apart from action thin formless and unsustained wherever the peasant tills the hard earth there does thy joy gush out in the green of the coin wherever man displaces the entangled forest smooths the stony ground and clears for himself a homestead there does thy joy enfold it in orderliness and peace o worker of the universe we would pray to thee to let the irresistible current of thy universal energy come like the impetuous south wind of spring let it come rushing over the vast field of the life of man let it bring the scent of many flowers the murmurings of many woodlands let it make sweet and vocal the lifelessness of our dried-up soul life let our newly awakened powers cry out for the unlimited fulfilment in leaf and flower and fruit tagore sadhana page one thirty three the opportuneness of bahaism the opportuneness of the baha movement 
is brought into a bright light by the following extract from a letter to the master from the great orientalist and traveller arminius vambery though born a jew he tells us that believers in judaism were no better than any other professedly religious persons and that the only hope for the future lay in the success of the efforts of abdul baha whose supreme greatness as a prophet he fully recognizes he was born in hungary in march eighteen thirty two and met abdul baha at budapest in april nineteen thirteen the letter was written shortly after the interview some may perhaps smile at its glowing oriental phraseology but there are some oriental writers who really mean what they seem to mean and one of these an oriental by adoption is vambery the time of the meeting with your excellency and the memory of the benediction of your presence recurred to the memory of this servant and i am longing for the time when i shall meet you again although i have travelled through many countries and cities of islam yet have i never met so lofty a character and so exalted a personage as your excellency and i can bear witness that it is not possible to find such another on this account i am hoping that the ideals and accomplishments of your excellency may be crowned with success and yield results under all conditions because behind these ideals and deeds i easily discern the eternal welfare and prosperity of the world of humanity this servant in order to gain first-hand information and experience entered into the ranks of various religions that is outwardly i became a jew christian mohammedan and zoroastrian i discovered that the devotees of these various religions do nothing else but hate and anathematize each other and that all these religions have become the instruments of tyranny and oppression in the hands of rulers and governors and that they are the causes of the destruction of the world of humanity considering these evil results every person is forced by necessity to enlist himself on the side of your excellency and accept with joy the prospect of a fundamental basis for a universal religion of god being laid through your efforts i have seen the father of your excellency from afar i have realized the self-sacrifice and noble courage of his son and i am lost in admiration for the principles and aims of your excellency i express the utmost respect and devotion and if god the most high confers long life i will be able to serve you under all conditions i pray and supplicate this from the depths of my heart your servant vambery published in the egyptian gazette september twenty fourth nineteen thirteen by mrs j stannard end of section twenty four end of part five a series of illustrative studies bearing on comparative religion recording by nicholas james bridgewater recorded in oxford england